This is your host, Vernon Terrell, with Grace Ministries International, and it's time for Walking Free. Welcome, everybody. This is Vernon Terrell, and uh, I am very excited to have uh, Mike Quarles with me from Grace Walk Recovery Ministries. Mike, welcome. Thank you very much. And as many of you know, if you've uh, followed Mike and I over the years, Mike and I have, for the last probably 12 to 15 years, have done various webinars, webinars based on his book, uh, Freedom from Addiction. And Mike, you've got a lot of books. What are some of the book titles that um, you've written? Well, of course, the first one and the, and the largest one, the biggest one, is uh, Freedom from Addiction that I actually did with Neil Anderson, the, uh, the head of uh, Freedom in Christ Ministries. That's That was the big one. We had, um, you also did a devotional that I used to give out. In fact, when you and I did stuff um, over, um, you ran a class at First Baptist Atlanta, and I was in there, and uh I used to give this book out all the time, a devotional called One Day at a Time. And uh, that, tell you know, us a little bit about that. Well, actually what we did in that book is that uh, we knew that most people who are struggling with addiction and are serious will, buy, will get some sort of a devotional, not, not necessarily a Christian one. So we decided that uh, we would uh, do a devotional on the 10 basic truths that a person ne- needs to know and to ke- keep them free. And so that's why we did one day at a time. Mm. And you've also you know, you've got the workbook uh, for those who really want to dive in, the Freedom from Addiction workbook. If you want to get really in uh, to a study that's got all kind of questions and Bible verses just to really dig deep, that's the Freedom from Addiction workbook. Yeah, the Freedom from Addiction workbook, uh, you know, it's it's probably in the, the least uh, popular one because it really takes a lot of work. Mm. But it, you know, if a person will do that, we really believe it is the best resource for a person finding freedom from addiction. And I think that's some of the issue is that you know, addiction, and those, and we, we often, and we'll use it interchangeably, but we'll say addictive behaviors, those who are struggling with the, these addictive behaviors, often uh, they don't want to put in the work, at least on the outset. No, you're very right about that. There's no question about it. I mean, if we know the answer, the answer is basic, it's real simple. It's knowing who you are in Christ. Mm-hmm. But you don't just wake up one day and says, okay, I heard that Christ is in me. I'm going to start living that way. It doesn't work like that, of course. I mean, there's, I guess it's a lot of trial and error, truthfully. It, mm-hmm. uh, but it's really, Neil Anderson, I believe, it's the best resource that we have available for a person who really wants to get free. Well, I, I know in your uh, story, you uh, went through a lot of trial and error uh, in your story when when the alcohol was just had taken hold, and you tried a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. I tried everything I knew. I tried 
everything anybody told me to try. And uh, this went on for years and years and years to no avail. Mm. But when I learned and believed and knew who I was in Christ, I was free. No question about it. But it it doesn't come overnight. It doesn't come by studying. It doesn't come by reading your Bible. It doesn't necessarily come by prayer. It comes when God brings a person to the end of themselves Mm. and their resources. In fact, we may as well put that out here right now, that a person is not going to be free from any type of addictive behavior until they've given up trying everything they know and and give up on their resources and know that there's there's no way that they're going to get free in Christ without giving up on all of their ideas and methods and modes mm. of trying to. Did you um, know some of these identity verses before that, if you will, we'll call it revelation that God just revealed to you when you, if I remember right, put that tape in uh, of Bill Gillum and, and he started challenging that theology. Uh, did you know some of these identity verses before? I don't think I really did know them. I mean, I may have, you know, if somebody said, what's 2 Corinthians 5, 17, I could have uh, quoted that. But uh, anyway, um, but you know, I really didn't know who I was in Christ. And And there's only one way you can know who you are in Christ. And that's to come to the end of all of your striving, all of your struggling. And uh, that's the only way that you can get to it. It's just mm. a person can't say, hey, from now on, I'm going to believe who I am in Christ. Because it doesn't work like that. God has to bring us to the end of mm. ourselves before we work. I, like, I love the, uh, the verse that says that, no, well, I won't go into that right now. Well, let me let me ask you on this. The some people might hear that, um, hear you say, "Oh, um, hey, here is you know, I, I learned this verse. I remember you said I learned half a verse. If in fact, if you just know half a verse, it's like uh, and and know it, then God, that's what He revealed to you, being dead to sin." Uh, and alive to God and knowing your identity. But when they hear your verse, you said, oh, I'm set free like that. Did, it sounds contradictory when you say, oh, but it's not that easy. It takes time to come to end of yourself. It, it takes years and years mm. and years to come to the end of yourself. In fact, it's probably the last thing that that any Christian believes or knows, mm. but it's just not going to happen. Because as long as you haven't been brought to the end of yourself, you're not going to believe and rely on Christ as your Lord and Savior in life. And I think what you're saying, too, on when it comes to um, coming to the end of yourself, uh, it's this is coming to the end of trying to figure out how to cope in life, how to get victory, how to gain God's approval, how to get God to love me, all these things we try to do and uh, and there i think the word the bible word we often use is our old flesh those old ways that we've learned to make life work until we can give up and stop that 
Uh, we and for most of us, we're hard headed. Very, very much so. It take and, and this is where AA gets it right when they say it takes what it takes. And uh, we love our AA friends. We think that um, some. I remember on some of the webinars, we would always get the question. Folks would say, um, "Oh, are you against AA?" And I would say, "No, I'm not against AA. It's just that you're not going to be able to." Come to the end of yourself and give up on yourself and trust Christ by going to AA or believing the, the basic tenets of AA. They're wonderful people. In fact, I think God does use them. They've got a lot of resources. But AA uh, generally is designed to help you not, quote-unquote, sin. We'll use that Bible word. They're designed to help you not do something, not drug, not drink, uh, and learn how to cope in life not drinking right that doesn't sound like victory no it's not victory and it's uh, and and anybody that thinks that they've gotten it will find out very soon that they don't have it and 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 then you, you find out you don't have it and there's that lapse back into the addictive behavior mm. that's where we we want to make it clear that you know, there's AA has got some great people, wonderful folks there. I've seen God use them, get people off the streets in a safe place, um, and to and to get them to a point. But for the believer, for the believer, there's more, and Jesus Christ is the answer. It's not Jesus plus AA. Some ministries have tried that. Let me give a little bit of Jesus and a little bit of the twelve steps, and now I've got a program. Right. And it's not a couple Bible verses you tack on. It's the very power of Christ working in you and through you. And it comes first by understanding who you are in Christ. Of course it does. And I mean, and, you know, it's real easy to say this as we're saying it right now. But you're not going to know who you are in Christ and trust Christ as your life knowing that you're dead to sin and freed from it until you give up on all of the ways that you have tried hmm. to make it work. One thing we say at Grace Ministries is, is we use this word. Some people don't like it. I get it. But we use the word brokenness. Right. And a lot of people don't like that word. It's a messy word. And we think, and we know God's not trying to break you. He loves the new you. He, re, he created a brand new you. But he does want to break anything you're depending on for life and for victory. Exactly. In fact, um, you know, it, it's just not going to happen any other way. I've never seen anyone find their freedom in Christ and begin to walk in it and walk in freedom until they gave up on everything that they thought they might be be best for them to try. It just doesn't work until you come to that place of brokenness where you give up on yourself and your resources. Mm. It's not going to happen any other way. What about, I mean, they say, oh, but you know, God revealed this identity, this understanding of identity, but life's not working for me. I'm not getting the job. I'm not getting the girl. I'm not getting the money and the finances. And does God not like me? He's not, quote, blessing me. Um, so this stuff just doesn't, quote, work. Well, How do you respond to something like that? Well, if a person says that, they're obviously not ready <laughs> because, 
it, it's not going to work to give you a better job or a better marriage or more income or it just doesn't work that way i mean in fact you know when i came to the end of myself and experienced brokenness i mean in a way, it, w it w was the worst time in my life, but it turned out to be the best time in my life. Uh, wow, that's this is the hard this is the hard part uh, about when you're uh, if you're struggling with some addictive behavior or you know someone who's struggling. Uh, this is this is this is hard, uh, but w I think, as we said in the beginning. If you want to experience freedom, it's gonna it's gonna be a journey, and you've got to and you've got to keep walking through that journey. And I think it's not of doing more; it's not of getting God to like you more. It's doing the hard work of let the hardest work is letting go. Exactly, there's no question about it. I mean, I was just thinking while you were saying that. I mean, really. Uh, we have to really give up on everything that we ever thought was useful to us in living the Christian life. It just doesn't work any other way. I mean, and God doesn't want us to go on trying to live the Christian life because we can't live the Christian life. There's only one Christian life, and that's Christ's life. Mm. But his life is in us. And when we get to that point where we can embrace that and know that and believe that is when we begin to find our freedom in Christ. And to believe that not only he's in us, and as you said, he, it's his life, he is working in you, and he is always speaking to you. And by the way, he's always speaking encouragement and love and grace to you. Um, that is his life, and his omnipotent power is in you to work victory through you, and that's what it's about. Exactly. I mean, to me, the the seminal verse is Galatians 2.20. Mm. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live... <clears throat> I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Mm. When we can get to that point where we not just know what's true, not just know that, that uh, the Apostle Paul wrote that, but when we really know that in our hearts and when we know that we don't have to pull ourselves out of a prediction that we got in and by working hard. It's just knowing the truth that that's what's happened in Christ. And I think the one of the issues is we were talking about the scenarios, oh, it's not working for me, and it's not this. Well, when someone says it's not working for me, then that means they've got expectations out there that if I do, it's still a performance expectation that if I do this, this, or hey, if I memorize identity verses and I, and I memorize and start believing, quote unquote, the identity and forgiveness verses and victory verses, then now I've just put enough quarters in that cosmic slot machine and I crank it down and now God's going to bless me with a job and the girl or the guy and the, and the, and the house and, all, and the kids and all that stuff. And well, that's not the way it works. No, it doesn't. I mean, there's no question about it. That's, it doesn't work that way. And if a person is trying to, 
to achieve any of those things through his Christian walk or Christian duties or what he does on a daily basis. He's, you know, God, the only thing that good can happen from that is that God can use it to bring a person to the end of themselves and their resources. And that's, and what, uh, what one hang up I think might be is when we talk about brokenness, uh, we need to add what we call, at least we'll use the word uh, at Grace Ministries, uh, entrusting, that when I come to the point that I'm done, that I'm not going to try to get life from this and get my needs met here, I let that go. But the flip side of that coin is I'm entrusting all of that to a loving God, all-powerful God, who is in me, loves me as a believer in Jesus Christ, and I entrust that to him. If we don't and we say, oh, I fear that, it's like saying, do I fear a God who made me, designed me, and loves me? Do I fear that he wants to hurt me or wants to give me bad things? Is he going to give me a stone when I ask for a fish? Or is he going to give me, I mean, does God really love me or not? And he does. And so we can entrust that. And that, what that doesn't mean, though, is that God's going to say, okay, now I'm going to give you that, that big house and that big job. I'm entrusting my life and my needs to a loving Heavenly Father, and He's with me in the middle of this messy world that we live in. It didn't go well for Jesus. If you look at Jesus and His life from a, just an objective point of view, He was a failure, I mean, he had a big following, he comes in on a donkey, not even on a horse, by the way, but on a donkey. He comes in, lots of people love it, and then what, just a little bit later, he's arrested and off the scene. Failure. If you look at it from that perspective, he never had a, a house or a home to lay his head. He was always couch surfing. He was always eating meals at other people's houses. I mean, if you really want to gauge, well, why don't I have this? Why don't you ask yourself, well, what about Jesus? Did he, have, did, did he have all that stuff? Yet, the Father was with him in every step, loving him. This is not the end game, people. This human existence is not the end game. We're here by, by God's grace to reflect him, to love him, to experience his life and joy, because for eternity, that's what's going to be for everyone who's put their faith in Christ. That's right. I mean, and let's face it, if we really understand the truth of who we are in Christ, that Christ is living our life. I mean, and, and we can trust him. I mean, we can't trust ourselves for anything, really, and we certainly can't trust trust uh, ourselves to figure out the right way to get out of the addictive behavior and start doing right, it's not going to happen. In fact, the best thing that can happen to you is that you become so broken and that you so broken that you give up on yourself mm. and you know there's nothing else that I can do to get free and then you're in a place where you can begin to trust Christ as your life, but it won't happen until you've given up on your life. And that's why Jesus said, hey, come unto me, all of you who are laboring, all of you who are laboring, heavy burdened, 
and I will give you rest. If your Christian life is one of anxiety and worrying if God, if I did enough for God today, and or am I pleasing all these people? If your Christian life is one of anxiety and frustration, does that sound like rest? I don't think so. Jesus invited us to come and rest. And if we're resting, does that mean nothing's happening? No, he's working in you. He's working through you. He wants you to allow that to happen. Of course. But like I say, it's uh, it's not easy to get there mm. and to give up trying everything you've ever heard about, trying any trying any new thing that comes down the pike. I mean, it's just... Uh, it's like all the diets that come out. There's so many diets that hit. You say, oh, I'm struggling with weight. And a lot of people do. Um, and we get a lot of those. We would get plenty of folks on the webinars who would say, I'm struggling with weight. Right. And they'd say, well, what about this biblical diet or this uh, Daniel diet or I don't know if there's a Methuselah diet or there's a David's diet. I don't know. But every time I hear a diet in Bible, I just say run. Right. It's like don't, just run. I'm not saying they're bad for you. It's like, but man, that's not, if you're struggling with an issue, the issue, you know, if you can get healthy, get healthy. If you can make better food choices, make better food choices. That's awesome. But when it comes to any addictive behavior, any addictive behavior, the only answer is resting uh, in the power of Jesus Christ and allowing his life, his power, and his victory to work through you where you're not trying to fix it every time. Of course. I mean, but... Uh that's probably the last thing that a person who is struggling with addictive behavior and is tr trying all these different things wants to hear. They mm -hmm. want it to be easy. They want it to be quick. They want it to be over with. But it just doesn't work that way. Why don't they want to hear it? What's the issue when they don't want to hear this? Well, what do you think? <clears throat> one, of the, one of the things is that a person doesn't get into addictive behavior by just uh, saying, I'm going to try this addictive behavior. I mean, th this is something that they, that they found out works for them in a certain way. In mm -hmm. other words, they, they, for a while, the, the, addiction, the alcohol and the drugs work, mm -hmm. and a person finds some relief from that. So he's not going to give it up easily. Mm -hmm. But... All it does is get worse and worse day by day. And that's why there's, we hear so many cases of people who are struggling with addictive behavior that have been doing it for 20, 30, 40, even 50 years and more. But mm. why do they go back to it? Well, it's the only thing they've ever tried that works a little bit. And maybe by working, it's either masking the pain, it's um, distracting from whatever the, that unmet need is or the hurt is. Uh, it gives them some sense of relief. Yeah, it does. I mean, it, like I said, it's the only thing that's ever worked for them. And, of course, it doesn't work for very long. And, you know, it, it there's a day of reckoning and there's a day of a lot that has to be paid into that because it really, it'll just take your life. Now, Mike, you just turned, had a major milestone birthday. 
Uh, so yeah, we have to. <laughs> what? What? How old now? Well, I was 85 years old this month. So. This month, 85 years old, and your struggle with alcohol really—you were set free. Do you remember what? You know, I don't remember. Well, my wife says it was in 88 uh, when I got free from alcohol, but I'd become a Christian probably about maybe 15 years before that. Wow. And that's when the struggle hit, and it was even wor- it was more painful being a believer. That's right. Well, how about being ordained and being a graduate of seminary yeah that, that that's what really hurt hmm. and uh, that's where and do you think there's uh, church leaders struggling today ministry leaders well i talk to them all the time yeah i mean every now and then i'm some somehow they get around to calling me and i i talk to a lot of them who are struggling and even after i've told them all that i'm sharing with you today most of them they're just not quite ready to give up and come to that point. But there's hope. There is hope that a person can find their freedom in Christ, that Scripture says it's available to them. And the, you know what the crazy thing is? They're already free. That's right. They just don't know it. They're not experiencing the freedom that they have. And I know for me, you know, like the title of this podcast uh, happens to be uh, walking free and stop talking and start walking. There's folks who, uh, there's times, by the way, we need to stop walking and really start talking, talking to God, talking to others, and stop uh, all that performance. But the 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 kind of the angle, if you will, here on this podcast is that there's a lot of people who talk about identity, a lot of people who talk about um, victory and forgiveness, uh, and they're unkind. They're not loving. They're not. Uh, they're not very holy. And it's. Uh, I think for me, it's. You know what? You are holy. So walk holy. You don't need anything more. You are victorious. Walk victorious. How? It's by faith. Entrust your life, your needs, uh, everything to Christ, and begin walking as who you are. Exactly. I mean, but <clears throat> how many people are going to do that? I mean, it's just. I don't, I don't know what it takes to get to that point except that you give up on yourself and all the things that you're trying to make it work for you because you can't make it work. All you can do is believe that you have received the life of Christ, that he's living his life in you, through you. But and it's like that is the answer. It's funny. You wrote um, your last book, uh, Frequently Asked Questions. FAQs, um, and it's the Freedom from Addiction FAQs, and it's emails that you received, a uh, hundred or so roughly emails, um, and more, but that's what were answered. And often, it, you ha- you're, you're saying the same message in a different way for each question because the answer is always, the answer doesn't change. That's right. It's Jesus Christ. No question about it. I mean, you know. If Christ is our life, which he is, and if he wants to live his life through us, as us, what else could we possibly need? Mm. Well, 
I want to I want to end on that. I want to just um, first thanks for just sharing what's going on. And I know folks have asked. You know, we've done webinars in the past, and uh, we may um, we may pick some up again. We don't know. We're always talking about webinars or doing maybe even doing something a little different. Uh, we've got some webinars that we're going to be uh, hosting at Grace Ministries, and we may have uh, Mike. Uh, if he's got time to do a couple uh, with us, and we'll do some more like we did the Freedom from Addiction or Freedom from Addictive Behaviors webinars. But, uh, Mike, do you open some of that? Of course. I put them on the spot. Um, and uh, But I knew, I knew he was open, always open. <laughs> well, everyone, we hope that this was helpful to you just to reconnect with Mike and uh, to hear a little bit about uh, if you're struggling or know someone who's struggling with addiction, first of all, there's hope. Uh, second of all, God loves them. Uh, in the midst of their addiction, God is right with them. If they're a believer, as a believer in Christ, God never leaves them, never forsakes them, is always with them, always loving them, and always speaking encouragement, saying, you know what? I am your victory. I am your life. And when they're ready to hear it and ready to let go, he's right there. He's never left. And so we want to encourage you to continue loving and helping. Uh, if you want to get some of Mike's books, whether it's um, helping, uh, helping, uh, those, uh, helping those who are in addiction, and it's, uh, the title is, I just lost it. I just went blank. Um, your helping book. Um, helping Others Overcome Addiction. Yeah, Helping Others Overcome Addiction. Um, great book on the last chapter or so. Uh, it's how to really do interventions and help those. The first part is really as you helps you learn uh, what it takes uh, to experience freedom, and it's understanding uh, who you are and uh, understanding forgiveness, huge part. And Mike takes you through that. Uh, it's a shorter book than Freedom from Addiction. That's been the Bible, if you will, quote unquote, for, for uh, addiction ministries that are grace based for a long time. A lot of books you want to check out by Mike. I encourage you to go to your favorite Christian bookstore and do so. Uh, I encourage you that uh, if God's speaking to your heart and he's tugging at uh, something, that you don't just talk about it. You don't just sit there and muse on it. But you stop talking. And whatever it means in that particular case, you start walking. You've been listening to Walking Free a production of Grace Ministries International in Marietta, Georgia. For more information, go to our website at gmint.org. That's G-M-I-N-T dot O-R-G.